0: Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world. The Fairways of Life show on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews.
1: Don't let anybody get in your way. Follow your dream. Do it the right way. Be honest about it. Do the right thing when nobody's looking. That's the greatest advice I can give you.
0: Taking you beyond the ropes. The most exciting part about a golf game is the ball curved. Now we live in a world where there's no curve. It's pull or push and bombs away i believe the complete player of the future is going to know both art and data unforgettable stories fluff would call me after a practice round and he would say to me peter this kid tiger woods hit shots like i've never seen this kid is unbelievable and then tiger would call like 20 minutes later and say peter you won't believe this i registered and they gave me a free car to drive
2: a bridge to the past Years and years from now, Mister Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be?
1: Well, uh, I suppose just that and I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better.
0: Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams.
2: Welcome to the program, one and all, from wherever we are gaining your audience today—from across North America, the United States, or around the world—all are welcome. Indeed, on this Monday where we have a lot to cover for you, Bryson DeChambeau finished at 23's under par, a 65 yesterday at the Rocket Mortgage Classic to break through to victory uh, in this restart. He'd been knocking on the door. I can believe he has six wins now as a PGA Tour player. Matthew Wolfe had a great finish to his round on that back nine. It got really exciting, but ultimately in the final tally. Because of a slow start, he finishes three shots behind at 20 under par. You will hear from both coming up on the program today. On the Corn Ferry Tour, Will Zalatoris won. Now, he's a player that for some time we've all believed is on a pathway to stardom. And this past weekend, with victory, yes, an important stop, but only the first stop on that ride. He grew up playing golf in California. He went to Texas where he said he was spoiled. He was 12 years old when in 2009 he qualified for the U.S. Junior Amateur event. He would win just a few years later. In fact, that was in 2014. The next logical step, of course, for a future star was attending the professional golf factory. known knows Wake Forest University. He attended. He was the recipient of the prestigious Arnold Palmer Scholarship his freshman year. Past recipients included the likes of Webb Simpson, Curtis Strange. So it's a very big Deal. While in school, he collected 15 top five finishes, four victories to go along with his school record-setting scoring average of 70.44. He was a first-team All-American and ACC Player of the Year in 2017. He was also a member of the dominant and stacked 2017 United States Walker Cup team. They pummeled GB and I 19 to. Seven, an incredible roster included names on it like Cameron Champ and Doug Gim and Maverick McNeely and Colin Morikawa and Doc Redman and Scotty Scheffler some of those names sound familiar he graduated with a degree in wait for it psychology in 2018 he then turned professional he decided to kind of go the Monday qualifying route he had six top 25s three top 10s in just 15 starts in the Corn Ferry Tour. That was in 2019. Clearly, that was enough to propel this young man because he's had nine events so far this year in the Corn Ferry Tour. He's had seven top 25, six of those top tens. And of course, this past weekend he collected his first Corn Ferry Tour victory at TPC Colorado Championship. Rounds of 67, 67, 70, and 69, 15 under par. When it was all said and done. It was a one-shot victory that propelled him to number one on the Corn Ferry Tour points list by a substantial margin, incidentally. So the question is now, what did he do during quarantine that got him so ready to come out firing in all cylinders just like he did? And if you look at performance on his tour, he is doing even better than Bryson DeChambeau. Four events, tied for sixth, tied for third, fourth, and a win at but 23 years old. Absolute delight to welcome into the program and say congratulations to Will. How are you, sir?
3: Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate that intro.
2: Absolute delight. I mean, it's your life. It's what you've done so far. The sense was, Will, from us, was that your victory this weekend was almost inevitable. It was a it was a matter of time because how often you were knocking on the door. How did it feel to you?
3: Yeah, you know, I mean... It, I, uh, it was kind of by that fourth week, it was, you know, it kind of felt like uh, business as usual, you know, after being in contention for three straight weeks. And then finally, you know, you get the lead going into the final round and it was like, okay, we've done this three times in a row. We're, we're going to get this one. And, uh, you know, I think that my caddy and I, you know, we kind of, we laughed at each other because, uh, you know, he had me write his check before the round for the winner's check. And uh, it was more of just like, all right, we need to have some positive mojo because we've been leaving Sundays a little disappointed the last three weeks. So it was obviously by the time you know the end of Sunday rolled around, it was kind of like, finally, we got it done.
2: Was there was there any point when you were writing out a check for 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 the winner's share before the winner's share had been earned that, you, that some little voice inside of you was going like that the psychology guy inside of you was going like, whoa, well, wait a minute here, or was it a conviction?
3: Yeah, it was more conviction. You know, it's, it wasn't a thing of arrogance or anything. You know, the example that, you know, he and I had talked about was, you know, it, it kind of tasted like vinegar when he said it because I'm a Warriors fan. But when the Cavs were down 3-1 it, um, to the Warriors and ended up coming back and winning, Ty Lue took $100 from every single person on the team and stuck it in one of the ceiling tiles. And he said, we're going to come back here and get this for game seven. So. Um, it was a little bit of kind of the same thing of just kind of conviction to finally get that first W.
2: When you were competing in college against players that have gone on to play, to win, to contend, to do well in professional ranks, the Walker Cup team is, as we mentioned, just absolutely legendary. Was it at any time a frustration for you that you had not yet broken through in the winner's column amongst the professional ranks? Or was it more motivation for you with what other players you were were doing?
3: yeah I mean definitely more motivating you know you see these guys that you've been playing with, and you see them succeed, and it makes you know that hey, you know I can do this, I can do what these guys are doing um so you know it's the beauty of it with having guys you know like you know colin and uh and Cameron champ that just came out immediately and started winning you know if anything it gives it gave me more belief that hey, I can do this too, so you know and everybody's journey's different but Um, you know, hopefully I'll be playing
2: with them soon. Speaking of partying with them soon, who have you heard from, if I may, Will? uh, Immediately, how many texts started coming in and who have you heard from that you're pleased by?
3: Yeah, you know, I had 221 text messages when I opened up my phone after the final day. Um, (laughs) But, you know, probably the most you know, all the coaches that, you know, have helped me along the way, which is obviously was super nice. But, um, you know, probably the two more, um, I guess inspirational people that have kind of been in my life that have been successful, you know, one of them being Lanny Watkins, you know, I grew up with his kids in Dallas and he had texted me after every final round. And, you know, after Utah where I had that brutal lip out on the last hole from 15 feet to get in that playoff. Um, he sent me a text you know everyone was like man bummer bummer and Laney sent me a text saying you know hey you know you hit the best putt you possibly could it was end over end and you know you'll get it you'll get the next one and you know obviously we did but um you know coming from him and then you know the other one that probably meant a lot was actually from Tony Romo who's been um a really great friend and mentor over the past couple of years and you know obviously um I get to play a lot of golf with him I'm actually playing golf with him later today. Um, But he's been, you know, a guy that just, he knows how hard I've worked and has been kind of my biggest cheerleader. So, you know, those two guys in particular, when I'm, you know, getting text messages from those guys usually means I'm doing something really good.
2: Uh, Working in reverse order than the way that you mentioned them. Can you encapsulate for us, Will Zalatoris, what Tony Romo's philosophy uh, might have been that he's imparted to you over this time?
3: Yeah. You know, I think, You know, basically over quarantine, or I guess the four months we had off, we played probably five days a week. Um, And the reality was, you know, we would have our individual matches, and, you know, he made it hard on me. I mean, that was the part that made it fun is one, he wants to beat my brains in, and I want to beat his brains in. But, um, you know, I'd start giving him, you know, gave him a couple shots aside, which made it even harder just because he's been obviously getting a lot better, but I had to raise my game as well. So, you know, that's something that, you know, my roommate Davis Riley and I have talked about is our matches at Merida are bloodbaths. You know, we're trying to cut each other's throats out. And so by the time we get out to the Corn Fairy Tour, I don't want to say it's, it's easy, but it's definitely easier, you know, once you get back out. So, you know, in all of our matches that we had over the last three, four months, you know, I've got to thank him for it or thank Tony for it just because, you know, by the time we came back to Sawgrass, I felt ready.
2: That's awesome, dude. Now, with Lanny Watkins, a Hall of Famer, you already know this because you know the man. When he was at his height of his prowess, he would slit your throat competitively. He was absolutely (laughs) lethal with how he went about things. So what do you think you've learned from Lanny Watkins in the competitive arena?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think from him it's just, you know, be a bulldog. You know, anything that possibly, you know, anything that, you know, can go wrong, will go wrong, but you've got to be ready for it. And you know the guys that you know—he's told me so many stories about you know playing Seve in the Ryder Cup, and um, you know basically just absolutely—you know—his goal his entire life. He's basically been a blue-blood player, if you will, um, or blue-collar player, excuse me, where he's just yeah. absolutely worked his tail off. And you know, there's stories of him, you know, when. Preston Trail back in the day was where all the players were at. He'd be on the range hitting two irons. And, you know, the story goes that Lee Trevino went out and played and he played 18 holes and then he went back and played another nine and Lanny was still sitting there hitting two irons. He had hit two irons for, (laughs) you know, six hours. And so, you know, he's always been that guy. And I think that's where it's like, you know, he's always ingrained in me and ingrained in his kids and they've had a lot of success as well is just, you know, dig it out of the dirt, and so I—he's been a really uh, good guiding force in my and throughout my career. And obviously, you know, I went to Wake, but um, you know, he's given me a lot of uh, a lot of great stories to look back on. I learned a lot from him. So I get in those text messages from him before the round, saying, you know, like before Utah, he's texting me, "Hey, three back was one of my favorite spots to be in." You know, it kind of gets you a little gets you jumped up and ready to go to, you know, head out for the day. So he's been great. That's
2: Lanny right there. Three shots is my place to Will's Will Torres is, is our guest. Now, you are talking about the text messages and messages that came in to you. I'm very curious that when you could, when you finally had a chance to grab a phone and make a phone call, who did you call?
3: Yeah, I mean, mom and dad, are, of course, are always first. Um, but probably, you know, the father figure in my life has actually been David Price. He's the head pro at a, or I just retired was a head pro at Ben tree country club in Dallas. Um, and he taught me basically from about 11 years old on. And, you know, even to this day, you know, we'll still hit, you know, balls together and, and talk and, um, you know, he was actually uh, a longtime rules official for the PGA of America and the I place remember. where a lot of people will recognize him is he was actually uh, the official that had to give Dustin Johnson the penalty at 18 at Whistling yeah. Um But he was a Harvey Penick uh, disciple growing up and took a lot of lessons from him, his roommates with Corey Crenshaw in college. and um, You know, he basically had ingrained in made, you know, he really un- unlocked my competitive spirit, I guess you could say. So, you know, at every level that I've ever done anything big, you know, he's always been, after my parents, he's always been the
2: first phone call. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Will Zeltorres is our guest. Now, Will, what was your grade point average, if I may, when you graduated?
3: 3.2.
2: Uh, very reasonable. Um, very. It's a full-time athlete doing his thing. But it, the reason I was asking you that was – you took psychology, and I'm really <laughs> curious. My guess is that you knew from a young age that you wanted to be a touring professional, yes? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So you, take, you took psychology. Was that kind of a wills Torres Taurus uh, slash Walter hagen s type move that you're like, hey, when I have to talk to a sports psychologist as I'm competing against the best in the world, I'm going to know what neurons are firing in there and everything that's going on. <laughs> Was there a motivation in that major and why?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Phil Mickelson was also a psych major at Arizona State. Shocking. You know, yeah, right. But, you know, I think part of it was I have have had a lot of really, I guess, smart people in my life that have taken or I guess have had a lot of higher education. And so they had all told me, you know, take the undergrad that you want. Study something that you really enjoy. And if you really have to go back and, you know, work and if golf doesn't work out, you're probably going to have to get an MBA anyways. So by the time you know I was trying to pick a major, it was basically going to be econ or psychology. I didn't actually really want to do the business school just because it was such a big commitment um, or time commitment, and I felt like that was actually going to kind of cut into the balance of school and golf for me. And uh, when I I took a couple of psychology classes, and I said, man, this is really fun. I actually really enjoy this, and I'm actually learning a lot from it. And I'll never forget taking it organizational psychology were basically or organizational psychology class where basically all we were doing was reading performance books and biographies and performance. Yeah. athletes. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, all right, you sold me. I'm done. So, yeah, I mean, that was part of it. You know, if hopefully golf continues on this upward trend, but if it doesn't work out, I'll probably go back to school for it. But at least I studied something I really enjoyed um, at Wake.
2: You're going to bump into, in your travels now, if you haven't already in your life, a guy named John McGinnis. And Johnny is a dear friend of mine. We broadcast together for years, and he played for almost a decade on the PGA Tour. He was a psychology major. And I said to Johnny, Johnny, when did you decide to become a professional golfer? He said, when I found out that all the big psychology firms weren't hiring. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, I've got a little ways to go if I actually want to do something in the psychology field.
2: (laughs) I think it's absolutely classic. And just as a side note, me asking you what your grade point average was will be the last time for the rest of your life anyone will ask you that question, I can assure you.
3: Yeah, they didn't have that on the PJ Tour application, thank God.
2: <laughs> There's no doubt about that. So I guess the question I have for you right now is with with the way that you're playing, with the victory that you have, right now you're basking in the glow glow of, of victory just a couple days ago. How excited are you for everything that lies in store?
3: Yeah, I mean I it's it honestly it feels really weird taking a week off. Um I was really, you know, four weeks in a row being in contention, having a chance to win week in week out. And, you know, now I have a week off to kind of rest. It's like, man, i I'm dying to get back to San Antonio, not this week, but next week. So, um, you know, I, I, I think I'm pretty much locked up playing in the U S open, um, which is going to be a lot of fun. You know, I've played at Shinnecock, you know, this year's at Wingfoot. Um, you know, I, I've, I think I'm really close to also locking up one of those ten, top ten spots, if not already, um, for having the opposite field events for next year. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. You know, that's the part that's going to be a lot of fun now is, you know, I've kind of gotten uh, the monkey off my back and, you know, I finally win and one. So, you know, now I feel like it's just every single week I've got a chance to win. So it'll be yeah. fun. Yeah,
2: amen, brother. Plus, you, you, we're only in early July, and you've got this chance to win every single week and a couple more, and it's automatic to the big show. So it's there's a ton to be excited about. Uh, with Tony Romo this afternoon, where you said taking a week off, and I'm thinking about these cutthroat uh, matches that you guys have, what will he ask for today on, on per side? I'm just curious. One, two per side?
3: Yeah, it'll, it'll probably be two I we'll see how greedy he gets on the first tee. I would I, would, I wouldn't put it past him if he wants three, just because he wants to. You know, like I said, he wants to beat me so bad, but I'll, I'll probably say it's it'll we'll settle it too. When I'll
2: when you with, see him,
3: with you. I'll settle you with two. How about that?
2: <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, that I want to see how it goes. Uh, and when you talk to him, do me a favor. Tell I I'd like to have him on this program to talk about you at some point because I'm really curious. What his motivation is, and I know he's being a friend, I get all that, but I also would like to know what philosophies he has for young people in terms of chasing their goals. Because you're talking about a football quarterback that has, and I believe there are universal, and you know it better than anybody will because as a psychology major, universal ways that you can train your mind to perform, especially in the moment, especially when that crushing pressure is all around you now i have to ask you before i ask you about your sponsors which i want to do in a second because i like to spread love for the people that help you do what you do uh dom also told me that you're a bit of a foodie what does that mean
3: (laughs) I i don't know how that's gotten out but my uh my dad was in commercial real estate for a lot of years and he basically specified with restaurants and retail and so growing up we would always travel You know, if he, if I wasn't playing in golf tournaments, I would tag along with him and we'd go to all these super nice restaurants and whatnot. And so I've gotten asked a million times, like, what, you know, what's your, you know, last meal, you know, last supper that you'd ever have? And I've always joked that it's, you know, dim sum in San Francisco. So, you know, and people look at me like, you know, how the hell do you know what dim sum is? You know, you look like a meat potatoes kid. And so that's where, that's where probably the foodie part comes from is, you know, a very wide variety of growing up and i got to thank my parents for that for spoiling me.
2: It's awesome, dude. Absolutely awesome. It all sounds fantastic, but i did want to ask you as i mentioned about your sponsors because uh you're on here with us, we want to make sure that we get some exposure to them as well. Who are you associated with?
3: Yeah, Titleist uh I've been playing their stuff literally since i was 11 years old. Howard Nelson came up to me on the range one day and gave me a full bag and I have never looked back since then. Uh, Footjoy, and then uh, just teamed up with Simmons Bank recently, and they've been uh, they've been awesome. So, got to thank all those guys for continued support for obviously this year and the years to come.
2: Yeah, no doubt about that. And I think the years to come, the even the days and weeks to come, are going to continue down a successful path for you, Wills Zalatoris. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us on this Monday, and deep, deep congratulations.
3: Thank you, man. I appreciate it a lot. Thanks for having me on.
2: Absolute delight to have you on. Another Texas golfing legend. Uh, This one through forging it over decades. This one through nine major championships tied for fourth all time alongside of Gary Player. Obviously, a member of the World Golf Hall of Fame is Ben Hogan. BenHoganGolf.com so that you can have the pride that comes with slipping his equipment into your golf bag. Only this is completely modern. All of the technology from today. Only, you'll pay 40%, 50% less because there is no middleman. They do not go through retailers. It is a direct relationship between you and them. Check it out at benhogengolf.com Getting excited about our trip to the French Lick Resort. FrenchLick.com. We're going the first week of October. We are, for the first time, actively encouraging people. Maybe you're a foodie. Bring your spouse. Plays, doesn't play, doesn't matter. Bring him or her along, and we are going to have a fantastic time going to fine restaurants with the meals, playing great golf, studying that Donald Ross golf course to the nth degree, playing the Pete Dye golf course, both courses of which have hosted majors. We cannot wait. FrenchLick.com is their website. Ours is fairwaysoflife.com slash FrenchLick if you want more details. More details on the win by Bryson DeChambeau. How did he pull it off? We'll talk about it after this.
1: It's likely that the world's greatest links golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country b or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices, a pint and music at a cozy pub. But most of all, enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't traveled from home, but have returned to it. Visit ireland.com to get started.
2: Come to where
4: history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone
2: At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on Tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player, because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at FootJoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old U.S. of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet-and-greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Monday. Thank you to Will Zalatars. good kid. Smart, huh? Psychology major. At the Rocket Mortgage Classic, this leaderboard update brought to you by StreamSongResort.com. Summertime is a great time to play StreamSong. You get out there on the carts, lots of water, lots of ice, and some of the greatest golf you'll ever see. You, you won't believe that you're in Florida. That's the part that I love about it. Bryson Shabo finishes at 23 under par. It was good for a three-shot victory over Matthew Wolf, but it was all said and done. And Bryson was solid all day. Just solid. Rock solid all day. For Matt, he wasn't. He, he didn't start out great. It was a little bit shaky to start out uh, for him. I mean, through four holes, he was two over. He bogeyed the first hole. He bogeyed the fourth hole. Pars in between. Let me correct that. I'm just looking at it. Oh, just open up his card. Bogey the first hole. Birdie the fourth. So he's level par. Then he bogeyed five and six. Two over. Yeah, so it was through six holes. Birdie at seven. Bogey at nine. So he turns at two over and you're like, okay, it's over. Bogey's 10. You're like, it is done folks. Put a fork in it. Then at 11 chance for birdie goes wanting the birdies, 12 birdies, 13 at 14. It looked like he was going to flag it. It looked like he was going to stick it right next to the flag stick. It was tucked in the right side. Got unlucky there. It hopped into the deepest collar of, of rough. Only about an inch or two. And from there, because it was so deep down, the blade that he got on it was just a little bit too much. He left himself too much to, to swallow, and, he, and he, he just couldn't. So, a, a par at 14. You were like, ah, kind of wind went out. Birdie's 15. Birdie's 17. And he had a couple more chances in between. All said and done, he finished three shots behind. But I think it made it a really exciting finish overall so a couple of things here for you to hear we won't have time today uh to get to bryson and his best of presser which you can hear on the fairways of life platforms anywhere fairwayslife.com the fairways of life app that's that works all over the world and it's free or you can hear us in every major audio platform anywhere around the globe that's an easy way to get us as well but you can hear the entire bryson and it is fascinating but tomorrow i'll make sure i play for you the best of because he talks about a number of different things including the when he kind of stepped in it by, by saying that, no, 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 no. We, when we're going crazy in the golf course, you know, the media should ignore us. It should be a moment of privacy. So it doesn't damage our brand. Uh, it, it That upset a lot of people. I'm not going to deny that. And, and I don't think that necessarily winning is kind of, you know, put into the face of all those people that criticized him on that. I still think he can, with, with reflection, he can learn from what happened in that instance. And he's done that. Every step of his career, If any point when he's kind of stepped to a position that he really shouldn't have been in, he's adjusted himself along the way, which is why I say I actually think that Bryson is a better person than people think he is. There's a lot of people drawing conclusions about him as well. I saw somebody in social media yesterday that I thought really summed it up very well in terms of reflection on this and what one could say to to kind of understand it, which would be what would Arnold Palmer have done? Same instance, what would have happened then? Just something to keep in mind. Earl Forsey and Dennis Paulson were anchoring the coverage for PGA Tour Radio. Here's their recap of all that took place. Gents?
0: Matt, thanks. Wow, what a weekend it was in Detroit. Dennis Paulson was alongside. A lot of head shaking. The way it was done, it was not just that Bryson DeChambeau won, Dennis. How he won, I was saying it all weekend, it was the DeChambeau show at the Rocket Mortgage Classic.
1: Matthew started with a three-shot lead. Bryson had up to a five-shot lead, and there was so many opportunities for more ties. I don't even know where to start, Earl. The only way we know is the way you finish holes, and it ended up being a putter being really the difference in the in what happened with these two
0: bombers going at it. Well, you were a guy that was a bomber, you know, when you played the game of golf. This is a, a, a different level. This is a different level than Tiger. Uh, isn't it the way he's approaching the game, just let it fly and – And then making all those putts as well. It's a pretty good combination.
1: It really is a good combination. And the thing is, is that I thought, well, this could be a pretty good thing. I wasn't like a naysayer to this whole thing. But the bottom line was coming back, he wasn't going to do it at Colonial. He wasn't going to do it at, you know, at at Hartford. He wasn't going to do it here in Detroit. Those golf courses aren't set up that way. It didn't matter for him. He's got a plan, and he's going to figure out the golf course, the way he's going to play each single hole. And it's pretty impressive what he's done.
0: It was a a great run, Matt. A great Sunday, a great four-week stretch for the return to golf for Bryson DeChambeau, who takes a week off. We won't, though. It's the Dublin Double coming up this week in Ohio. It starts off at Muirfield Village Golf Club. We'll be there Thursday for round one of the Workday Charity Open.
2: Looking forward to it, gentlemen. Thank you very much, Earl Forsey and Dennis Paulson, for that report. You can catch PGA Tour Radio week in and week out on the PGA Tour this week at noon Eastern Time, Friday at noon Eastern Time, and over the weekend at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. PGA Tour Radio can be heard on the PGA Tour app and on PGATour.com, both of those locales, for free. And I can report that that PGA Tour app works for free wherever you are traveling around the world if you're in north america you can hear it on the paid satellite service sirius xm bryson dechambeau had eight birdies one bogey he hit six of 14 fairways 14 of 18 greens in regulation, he had but 27 putts. The putter was definitely working yesterday, too. Sixth career PGA Tour win, his first breakthrough victory for this season. I say breakthrough because he was knocking on the door in every one of these tournaments coming back when play started again. He's had at least one tour win in each of the last four seasons. Only Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson have also done this. It's his seventh straight top ten finish. He had five top tens in all of last season. He's improved from twelfth Fourth in FedEx Cup standings. He's number one this week in strokes gain off the tee. He picked up, wait for it, plus 6.672 strokes on the average of the field. Strokes gain putting, yeah, plus 7.831. 12 drives were in excess of 320 yards in the final round, his most of any round in the week. 43 drives of 320-plus yards this week that led to field. His final-round driving average, again, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be too cliché-ish in saying the wait for it because it's just so astounding. 360.4 yards. 334.2 yards on all drives. He had two bogeys over the last 54 holes. He was 13 under on the par fours and 11 under on the par fives this week. Interestingly enough, plus one combined on the par threes. Number one this week in driving distance at 350.6 yards. In driving distance, all drives at 329.8. Thirteenth straight round under par. That's the longest current streak on tour. 19th consecutive round at par or better. 26th time in the last... 28 PGA Tour rounds inside the top 20 in the leaderboard, most of any player in that span since the Genesis Invitational, with next most being 18 by Rory McIlroy. 69 under Parsons to PGA Tour's return from the hiatus, the best of any player. In that span, and this was his debut in the Rocket Mortgage Classic as well. 11th start of this wraparound season. The previous best 2019-2020 Tour finish was second at the World Golf Championships, Mexico Championship. He is not in the field for this week. All right, Will Haskett of PGA Tour Radio was able to catch up with Bryson DeChambeau after he etched this victory. And Bryson, it's got to be a satisfying day. Yeah, no doubt, making that putt on the last hole, hitting a wet shot close,
4: uh, making that putt. Uh, it's just a lot of, lot of weight went off my shoulders because I felt like it's been a long time coming. I haven't won in a while and uh, very pleased to, to get the job done and be going back to Capalua. Um, That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really thinking about that already. <laughs> we'll get to all the benefits in a second that come with it, but everybody's talking about the tee shots. Putt on 10, putt on 16. I mean, the MVP in your bag was the lowest lofted club, and it wasn't the one you swing hard. That's right. It was definitely my putt. Well, it's funny. It's not the lowest loft. It's actually six and a half degrees. So. But, yeah, they were both great assets to me and uh, was able to play really well and putt really well when the time uh, came down to it and felt like my speed control all week was unbelievable. Um, that, that's really what saved me this, this, this week. Uh, I feel like uh, just had unbelievable pace. And was able to make a few key putts that just kept me going. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, Obviously, you've become the talk of golf with everything that you're doing and all of the strategy into it. What do you want people to take away that they may be missing about what you've done the last four weeks and now winning this week? I hope people see the hard work. Uh, the hard work, I would say, in the end always wins. If you're doing the right thing and you're putting in the time, you're thinking about every single variable and making sure you're taking care of it, um, over time you're just going to keep getting better. And I've, I've always said let today's garbage be better than yesterday's. And I hope everybody can understand that I'm doing my best to provide the best entertainment for everyone um, and, and want to do so. And I also think that uh, you know, I hope people appreciate the fact that, that there's many ways to play the game. This is not the way for everybody, the way I do it. But I, there's multiple ways to get it done. You look at Ryan Armour, he played unbelievable this week. Um, totally different game. You know, and you get tremendous, um, he's a tremendous player, and I think there's just plenty of ways to play it. Uh, this is just another one, and I hope people enjoy it. You're obviously entertained. You get to fourth in the FedEx Cup points and in the Wyndham rewards. What comes with the win and the bounty with the, play, the playoffs in the distance, what does this do to you in terms of setting you up for the rest of the season? Well, it sets me up nicely. You know, I get to, uh, I mean, I've still. Playing the same tournaments, I'm not going to change my schedule, um, but definitely gives me a lot of confidence going to these big, big, big events. I mean, this is a obviously a really great event, but these majors that are coming up, I'm really looking forward to see seeing what I can do with my length uh, and, and putting off the uh, at those weeks.
2: I definitely am, too. I was thinking about that yesterday after Bryson's victory is what will this mean? In fact, I think I see online John Hogan, I believe. Uh, That he's who Scottish was talking about in 2022 when the open comes back to the old course of St. Andrews. And he goes, what's par for Bryson on the old course? It's all fascinating stuff. We'll see how it all plays out. I hope your Monday plays out very well for you. Tomorrow, we've got a lot more to go through. We're going to hear the best stuff from Bryson. I want you guys to hear from Matt Wolf, and you will. What about Kiss and what he did? Uh, Cameron Champ, let's find out how Ricky Fowler finished up. We've got a lot more to flesh out with the Rocket Mortgage Classic before we start to look at the workday and we go to Muirfield Village and all that lies in store for this week Cannot wait to share it with you guys. Hope you guys have a great Monday. We'll see you again tomorrow. Bye for now. Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. So you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on footjoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra wide, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with the golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit foodjoy.com slash shoe finder today. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with thegolftravelgroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf, we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micro manufacturing. No mass production and no shortcuts. Visit BenhoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour quality products and factory direct prices. It's time for you to discover Stream Song, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary.